let's descend the podcast into a bit of chaos. More chaos. More chaos. That electric moment when a ball hits the back of the net. Unbelievable game. Two great teams going at it. Compared to the other three beside him, he just looks like the new cafe or something. We are making a documentary about how shit our club is. <laughs> VR is bullshit. Who is the biggest cheater in football today? Harry Kane, without a fucking doubt. Without a fucking doubt. Good evening. Uh, welcome back to the football babble. Although I don't know how much football is going to be on tonight, we're going to go a bit rogue. Um, who knows? We might, it might just turn into the rogue babble going forward. Um, myself, Phil, Steve, and cousin Mud are here in attendance tonight. Hello, gentlemen. Good evening. I think it's a very bad three to have on their own without Brent's <laughs> supervision. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, it's his own fault. Um, <laughs> Johnny is currently munching his way through a cheese board. Just before we get into this podcast, uh, and bacon fries and fries, yeah. While me and Steve are sitting with our arms and a Pepsi like Max at, at home on our own, and the Pepsi Max. Uh, we we'll have a Coke here actually. Um, as we're getting into this podcast, well, actually, yeah, we're, it's we're, it's, it's funny that the reason I don't know, like I put a picture of myself drinking Coke Zero today on Twitter, and it was because we were having a discussion as to which was superior, Coke Zero or Pepsi Max. Pepsi Max. Like Coke Zero is by far the superior product. And, oh, that's complete nonsense. Like Pepsi Max, fell. Pepsi Max is. I know it is. I know you think it is. Yeah, I am a big Pepsi Max fan. I also do like having a Coke Zero tin uh, as as a as one beside me here right now. But I do like Pepsi Max. But I also prefer Dr Pepper over both of them. And I know people don't like Dr Pepper. So, um, I, I, and they, I, a week we're talking about soft drinks when Lilt gets cancelled. I see yeah. that. The 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 woke mob have cancelled Lilt. That's what's happened. Well, <laughs> they have cancelled Lilt. That's what happened. Teresa actually said, "Fuck, is Lil still going?" I was like, "Well, it's not <laughs> now." <laughs> no, those, it's going to be a brand onto grapefruit or something, but it's not going to taste yeah. the same because it's not going to be called the same thing. What's Sugar in Lil? Hang on. Is it not like uh, pineapples or something? I don't know. Actually, yeah, I have no idea. Pineapple, pineapple juice and grapefruit. So what's happened is the woke grapefruit mob have decided, "Fuck these pineapple guys. We're both in the middle of the road." And we're taking over them, and now Lilt's gone. That's what happened. That's what's happened, society. You fucked it. Uh, I wasn't really a massive fan of Lilt, anyway, to be honest. I mean, no skin off my nose. No, it was one of those anyone. things that, like, then, I, yeah, the idea of was better than the actual yeah, reality. Yeah, I wouldn't have went out of my way to buy one. I'd have rather bought, like, a Mountain Dew or something stupid, rather than buy a Lilt. Well, the American Mountain Dew, not the shit we have <laughs> over here. Yeah. Well, true. Um, yeah, so we're just going to chat about uh, all sorts tonight. TV shows we're, we've been watching. Obviously, Ireland in the rugby. Uh, quite the performance on Saturday against the French. Uh, hopefully, this is the start of something coming into the World Cup year and, and they can deliver in France uh, in the autumn. And we'll touch briefly on a bit of the football. Uh, it would be remiss of us not to, suppose, touching a little bit. Um, wins in derbies for... Liverpool and Manchester United at the weekend. Chelsea drew with West Ham. But Steve, just quickly on Manchester United. Um, I didn't see the game, but reading about it afterwards, struggled a little bit to break leads down, and then Rashford and Ganacho just took the game away from them. That's pretty much an accurate summation yeah. of the whole thing. Um, better than they were midweek against Leeds. Um, 
don't know really what happened in that and nobody really does because nobody was able to watch it because of stupid UK broadcasting rules but uh, I definitely didn't watch that one on an illegal stream um, I think for, for, for me Leeds on Wednesday kind of got that new manager bounce you know as we actually spoke about last week on the pod um, yeah it was kind of playing for futures. And then on Sunday, the kind of reality set in of, of the trouble they're in um, just looked, with the exception of one United mistake at the back, really looked devoid of any kind of any kind of attack at all. And yeah, United eventually just got the job done. It was a fairly, um, it was a laboured performance, I would say. Um, but though, again, it <laughs> Keep going back to it. Those are games that over the last eight, ten years they would have drawn and lost. So to kind of pull the win out of it was good. And it's just Rashford again. Like I mean, there's there's an argument that he's one of the best players in the world at the moment. And it's not just his goal scoring; it's the difference he makes to every single game. Um, and you just total kind of- challenging, really. Um, you know, performance. He's you know, he's in the title race. He Absolutely is. not. I agree. Absolutely he not. Yep. I mean, top four, yeah. top four now looks more likely. We, we, you know, we avoided relegation. Uh, so the push for you. Well, if you don't get top four now, it's a disaster. That would be an utter disaster. I, would, I wouldn't say that at all because the best thing that's happened to United this year is not having to play Champions League football. Um, uh, so look, happy. Uh, always great to beat the lead scum. Um, <laughs> and I hope to get relegated. Yeah, there, there you, you go. Happy Stephen. There you are. Uh, nicely summarised uh, Manchester United's current title charge. Uh, I think Man United will win a title within the next five years. <clears throat> oh, they will. Yeah, but not this year. They're not in the well, race that, that, this year. Well, that's including this year, so it could yeah. happen this year too. I don't think Ten Hag will win one, but I'm not saying Ten Hag's a bad manager. Who's going to come in? That. I don't know. I just don't think Ten Hag will win one at Manchester United but I, I think do he will think... especially when uh, Manchester City get relegated I, I think he's brilliant I think Ten Hag will <laughs> go to the, like be one of the like top three or four eventually be like talking about him in the same echelons as uh, Pep and Guardiola or whatever and, and obviously Ancelotti with what he's won Ten Hag's going that way because he, he's doing very well I just I don't know I just don't think he'll win one at Manchester United but then if the Qataris come in, he'll win everything. <laughs> he'll not have to do much. But that, but, uh, that's the, that's yeah. the other thing. Like, and, and the, <clears throat> it's Elon yeah. Musk on one side and the Qataris on the other. Yeah. And I'm really not sure which is worse. <laughs> no. Um, oh! Yes! Then SC Milan, Milan scored just too. scored. Just, yeah. just so you all know. Just so you know, that's what that scream was about. Sorry. Sorry. You're all right. Excited. Last night, uh, Liverpool beat Everton. Uh, reason Comfortably 2-0. Um, what... The, one of the pleasing things was was back to see Liverpool counter-attacking and counter-attacking at pace, uh, which was just lovely to see. I've missed it, to be honest. Um, I really thought got... you were going to say about Jordan Pickford there. <laughs> you, you just... I, I can't be bothered. I can't be bothered wasting my breath on the, the wild exploring penguin that is Jordan Pickford. <laughs> what Everton should really do, and, I, and, I, and, I'm being, and I'm being genuine, I'm going to be serious for a minute, right? I'm going to talk sense. When they play at Anfield, right? When they're Defending the cop, take Pickford off. 
because he gets completely bamboozled by that 18-yard box. Whatever it is, it's like the Bermuda Triangle for him. He goes into it and he's like, what's going on? He just hasn't a scooby-doo what's going on and it just wrecks him. So if they're doing that in the first half, bring him on at halftime and then if you're still in the game, you'll be all right. Um, they're not going to be able to do that next season, obviously, because they'll be in the championship unless we get them one of the Cups. But when they come back up, if he's still there under Sean Deitch, uh, then that's what I generally think they could do. On Liverpool, yeah, great, great performance. Um, not an amazing performance, good performance. A lot of players played maybe 7 to 8 out of 10, rather than well, against Wolves, they were like minus 16 out of 10, uh, a few of them. So much better performance. I thought Stefan Majedic, obviously it's all the talk on Liverpool fan base, uh, for being 18, um, was just outstanding in the Merseyside Derby. The talk was beforehand between the two fan bases that Onana and Decore and Idrissa Gay were going to be too big, too strong for him, too powerful for him. And within about two minutes, he was ready for the challenge. Which is class, like he's living everyone a Liverpool fans' dreams playing in the midfield for Liverpool in the Derby and he's getting the smash everyone players brilliant. And uh Gakpo, Salah and Nunes looked really on form last night, which is good and interesting as Diaz coming starting to come back, Firmino's back now, Jada's back, so it's gonna be competition there too. So let's see what happens. Massive game for Liverpool for their season anyway on on Saturday night at St James's Park. Huge game because uh, you know, if they win it they're only six points behind Newcastle and they have a game in hand. So it's a huge game. See how it goes. Newcastle are very good defensively, very hard to break down. They haven't... I think they've only won one game in the last seven, maybe, or two in the last seven. So it's strange. Maybe the cup final's taken their eye off thing in the league. So be interesting that one. But yeah, look, win a derby. You could actually just, still get into the top four. Could do. Long way off. But um, I think they're looking like they could give... If they keep that up, they'll give it a rattle. But we'll see. Just nice to win a game, not have to watch them play shit for 90 minutes and enjoy myself for 90 minutes. How often were you reminding yourself, though, that was it was only Everton? Yeah, I know, every two minutes. Um, <laughs> so that's why Saturday night, uh, it, look, if, if, next week, if, if we are still focusing on football and we haven't decided we're going to go rogue from now on, um, next week when I'm talking on the podcast, uh, if they beat Newcastle, there'll be a much different uh, chat on here because... It'll be a much happier, not happier, but um, performance you can take sort of uh, a lot more out of because, and not to be rude about Everton, but they are absolute dog shit. They are fuck, and I I think like it's and this cannot be labelled on Sean Dyche. I actually think and this will sound mad. They need to go down and then come back up under Dyche a bit like with Burnley. They're just ghost. They have nothing. They have nothing going forward. Sims, I felt so sorry for him last night. Even with Calvert Lewin's there, I'm not a huge fan of Calvert Lewin. Thought he looked good for a little while there, and then the injury scene they've caught up with him or whatever, and he's gone off the boil. They're in big trouble. So um, I think they're lucky that a couple of teams around them are also uh, goosed in a bit of trouble. So they're going to get tight down there at the bottom. But yeah, not looking like a, a happy end of the season for everyone. Um, Briefly, Jonathan, Arsenal drew at the weekend with Brentford. It was obviously the VAR controversy. Miguel Arteta is not happy about it, but tomorrow night is the huge one. Mm. Win it. Like, sir. <laughs> You're on. Don't win it, though. Fuck. It's such a knife edge. Don't win it. I, th- I think the important thing is just not to lose it. I think a draw is not the worst result, but Arsenal still have a game in hand, so 
<laughs> Look at Steve's yeah. evils. Sorry, folks, I'm on video for tonight because I just want to say how long it takes to download. And Steve has the most evil smile at Johnny. You know what no, you like it's just when, when it, you start talking you about like losing, when you start talking yeah. about, like, that's that's dangerous. That's dangerous. I know that yeah. feeling too. That yeah. is horrendous. Yeah. That was a horrible feeling, man. Yeah. But Steve, you actually look like it the clown there, smiling at Johnny <laughs> from the other screen. No, I think, I think the reason why I'm saying that is because obviously Arsenal are going through I suppose unexpected rough patch of games like you, you literally just talked about Everton there <laughs> I think it's really unfair we never got to play a Frank Lampard's Everton once this season it's fucking really unfair yeah. like, um, they seem to be our for Bolton from back in the day just always seem to get a result against us um, Arsenal are fully capable of beating Man City it's it just really depends what way it goes like I mean any other day, Arsenal got three points there at the weekend. You can sit and blame VAR the referees all day, but I suppose you gotta really put that game put that game to bed and perform a bit better. Like not that Arsenal played absolutely terrible, but haven't been performing probably to the levels they have been for the majority of the season. And it was a scandalous decision, like it really was. Brighton the referee who gave the decision against Brighton at the weekend is on is fourth official for the game tomorrow night, so I mean, fucking hell, like uh, <laughs> it can only happen to us. Um, we'll see what happens, like, but um, yeah, uh, we, if we play the way we have all season, we'll we should get a result against Man City. Um, but Man City now obviously are sensing blood, and this I is think, the sort. Sorry, John, I, I actually think the Haaland possible injury. It's going to sound very stupid. It helps Man City tomorrow night. He'll play. He'll play. I, I think, like, everyone is talking about, oh, no Haaland, but they're forgetting about that young Argentinian that won the World Cup there, Alvarez. Mm. And he is such a danger because teams just seem to forget about him. I don't know why this is. Like, like he's an unbelievable, he's a world, he is a world-class centre forward. He's only going to get much better. Whether he stays at Man City uh, to do that because obviously Haaland's there too, but... I think without Haaland tomorrow night, because so, my th- my thought in it was like Haaland, a couple of, a couple of big games this season, right? Teams Liverpool, Manchester United have been able to shut Haaland out. All right, they've been able to. You think of how good Joe Gomez was, and what Liverpool did was they focused on um, cutting out his supply, basically. So not that they didn't mark him, so to speak, but they they really focused on everyone else in front of him and kept it as tight as he could on them, and then Haaland was sort of isolated. And the same thing at Man United. He was, so, he was like in no man's land a lot of times. Man United were excellent against him too. Similar mm-hmm. type, type thing. A little bit more, because obviously the, the Lissandra Martinez is a bit more of a lunatic. He's happy enough to go on man mark, a bit more tighter than maybe Joe Gomez was. But um, And I think you can't really... With Alvarez, you can lose him. Mm-hmm. And it, he's just he's just a Guerrero mark too. And I... I I, I think I would fancy City's chances more. I know this sounds daft. Tomorrow night, if Haaland's starting over Alvarez, or sorry, Arsenal's chances, if Haaland does start over Alvarez starting, that's not to say Haaland can't go on and score a hat to come out and, and destroy people, but you just, in key moments and in different games, you've seen with uh, Alvarez. And also, Riyad Mahrez is, is just having, in certain big games, he's having such a season as well. I, just, well, I think that's I, the I danger, really, night, isn't it? It's I think City Chinchenko against Mahrez. Yeah. I think I think City do turn the screw tomorrow night, and I just think 
for Arsenal, like, and I've been there before with Liverpool. Uh, you, you hit that spell that you were talking about just at the wrong time. You know, mm-hmm. a couple of weeks back, you just hit it. You rolled a couple of games or whatever. These, you're fine. You bounced out of it. You go into Man City then with a win on Saturday. You beat Everton the weekend before. Everything's rosy. Even you talking, the doubts are starting to creep in a little bit, and I wonder then tomorrow night how this goes. It's going to be a massive game. And listen, this podcast, by the way, folks, might not come out till tomorrow night. The only time I get downloaded, so we're not talking about how we think the result, blah blah blah, all the different things. But yeah, it's massive. I'm looking. I'm really looking forward to it. Huge, huge game. No, it's you're right. Um, you go back to before the FA Cup game against Man City, like Saliba came on at halftime, done very well against Holland. Um, and maybe Arsenal took their foot off the pedal going into that FA Cup game, and now they've got themselves into a bit of a slump. I mean, I think the game against Brentford, he probably should have made a few changes. Like, I mean, I would have played Tommy Asu instead of Ben White and played Trossard, started him. But I think the pressure of losing the game against Everton, he probably wanted some of those players that normally play to kind of make that right. And now they're ghost. They've played basically a full 90 minutes again drawn against Brentford and now they're going into the Man City game under a lot of pressure but they've done well under pressure this year which has been different from other years it's um, it's going to be a tough game there's no doubt I mean Man City obviously are a ridiculous team but this is like one of the things I wanted to actually ask you and chat at you about was the year Liverpool one won the league one of my questions yeah. one of my, okay, one of my yeah. questions so most of that season Man City were chasing you, but for the yeah. seasons that you didn't win it, then you were chasing them. Mm-hmm. So, I suppose it's, it's more like it's more like a two-parter. Here we go. Right, it's more like a two-parter. Oh, so here we go. How long did it take for the <laughs> for the title race and Zaddy to kick in against Man City when you were going up against them for the title and? Did you prefer chasing Man City or being chased? You talking about that season alone or all the seasons? All the seasons. Because obviously, uh, like the year you won it yeah. was <clears throat> ridiculous. So the anxiety kicked in first day of the season, <laughs> uh, 2018-19, when we would all know in the Champions League, because... The signings in the summer, Alison, Fabinho, and Okada came in as well. Um, and we've just been in Champions League final. You felt like we were ready to go after a title. So, basically, what we went through as Liverpool fans, and obviously City fans came out in this bed on the other side. They got three or four leagues. We got a league and a Champions League, and then a couple of cups. But they got a couple of cups too, sorry, as well. Um, basically, for those four or five seasons, whatever, that we fought each other and whatever you couldn't drop a point when you're in title race now there was that season where every prick kept getting injured and we ended up finishing third which I still to this day can't believe I thought we were always finished fourth we ended up finishing third uh, Alison's going on their crack that was different but the other seasons were a title challenge Johnny every every single match day every single Two days, whatever before it, was painful. Mentally draining and painful. And Steve said this, I think it was 
preview show this year, he thinks Liverpool are going to be hit by a massive down, like just because of what they went through last year. Fan base and all included. I don't think you meant the fan base, Steve, but all of us included in that. Just a massive mm. kick in the stones because of what you went through for four or five seasons. It might have been different if you'd have won two leagues or three leagues, uh, which those pricks in the 70s and 80s or the United teams in the 90s and the 2000s got to do, so they don't know what it feels like. But my group of Liverpool, my generation, we don't. So, yeah, every, every single match day, Johnny. And I am telling you now, regardless of tomorrow night's result, I don't know if you're feeling it already, every single match day, you're going to be shitting bricks for the longest this title. You know, you've you've seen Arsenal win a title, like, but this probably feels a bit different because it's under different management. You haven't felt it for a while. And it's this City team. And this City team, you can't kill them. Well, this is the you thing. might beat them for one season, right? <clears throat> you might beat them for one season. That's fair enough. You can kill them in Champions League. I don't know what it is. Like, they just fall apart. But in the league, you cannot kill them. They just keep coming back. They, yeah, they just keep coming back and they keep coming back and they keep coming back and it's just torture. Well, I I looked at Liverpool's record the year they won the league. So, um, you drew three and you lost three. At the moment, Arsenal have drew three and lost two. So that would mean <laughs> Arsenal would need to win every game bar one, right? And it's it's not going to happen. I mean. There's a run in April, which is just fucking ridiculous. It's City, Chelsea, Newcastle, all three in a row. Um, and it's just, I don't know, City just haven't, and I've said this to you the other week, it seems like Pep is trying to big brain this league the other week. And it seems now that he's just like going to kick into overdrive. And like I've, I have not really felt that nervous going into games this year. I've actually just really enjoyed it. The fact that it's nice to sort of have that feeling again where we're, we're decent. We're actually up there. You know, it's not every year. It's been like, oh fuck, maybe we make a Champions League. But now this year, you're sort of. I think the th- the three that are top top three at the minute are start Champions League. It just depends on the order, really. Um, funny enough, the year Liverpool won the league, Man United finished third. Just saying, just saying. I Boss. um, and and your other part of your question. Uh. Well, we won the league. The year we won the league, we won it by miles in the end. So yeah, they lost nine chasing games, them, chasing which I didn't them. realize. That's that's ridiculous. And I know for we them. didn't. We only we didn't win the league when we chased them, but chasing them was fucking some crack. <laughs> Let me tell you, it is it that 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 was it. Ultimately, it didn't lead to what you wanted. Don't get me wrong, and and it's disappointing that way. But uh, you'd always be looking at the results too, and and it's just. I and I think Steve mentioned this last week. I'm kind of glad it wasn't Manchester United because I think I'd be dead. <laughs> I think my heart, my tiny little heart, full of uh, Big Macs, would have exploded <laughs> in the smithereens. I wouldn't be able to take it. I think mm-hmm. when you're chasing right, the as a football fan, it's better mm. because there's two games every weekend that you're completely invested in. And, and like. The, you could be in the. We were in the car, Johnny, uh, when uh, the Autumn Internationals were on, and City were playing someone, Fulham. and they came back, Fulham. Without a penalty. Was, and, and I could feel Johnny, actually, Steve, I could feel Johnny's pain. Um, and I was like, I've been there so many times, sir, I know exactly what this is. Um, 
it's fucking torture. Like they are, they're unfortunately we all know what's come out. They're cheating bastards, and or whether anything gets done or not, we don't know. Hopefully, you think 115 times doing something wrong, you get caught, you get charged for doing it at least once. You know, I mean, oh. you know. Yeah, no, but I was going to say, like, I think when you're leading, I think mm-hmm. that the the difference is that if you take care of business, then you don't have to worry about the rest of the results that weekend, you know. Mm-hmm. But if you're chasing. Yeah. Even if you win, it's not necessarily like no. going to make your weekend. And, so and I think... if you're chasing and you don't win, and they're playing after you, you're oh yeah. Oh. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whereas, like, like I think, like it's obviously a long time since United went through this, but I think why I think in a normal league against normal teams, you'd look at Arsenal's lead and you'd look at the the, the run of fixtures they have coming up, and you think. Yeah, they can probably afford to lose three or four games and still win the title. Yeah. It's just with Man City that you're going to say, yeah, they can afford to lose two max and still win the league. That's that's really the benchmark for for Arsenal, which is it's it's a lot of unfair pressure. But that's what City do to you; they just keep coming back. Like they can't they can't mm-hmm. be killed, as Phil said. Like we yeah, had I, to I don't even think two had... games. I think if we lose tomorrow night, I think momentum wise, confidence wise. It kills them, and it's done already. Because I think we've been sort of top majority of the season, and they've been chasing us and whatever. But I think then if they overtake that, and then we're having to chase them, it's just it's it's done. Because you just like you say, Liverpool, who are probably probably in the first terms the best team in the league for the last five years, couldn't catch them. Yeah, and I mean that's it. We don't have couldn't kill them. No. So if they if they win tomorrow and they go ahead, I think that's it. <laughs> it's, it's it's over because I just don't think we just we don't have for a start. Addy and Caddy is not scoring the last two games, yeah. and without another striker like Jesus will be back probably in the next month or so. But it'll be too late. Yeah, but you have to remember as well, City have got Champions League back soon, and I think mm. do think that will make a difference to them. Yeah, but um, even look at look at their team. I mean, if you even mentioned Alvarez there, you know Phil Foden hasn't really been starting. You know, Gundogan wasn't starting there for a long time. He's came back in. Riyad Mahrez is ridiculous. Kevin De Bruyne. He didn't start Kevin De Bruyne against Spurs, which was daft for whatever reason. Like, but... He's starting Jack Grealish, who's not playing well. Like, Grealish, Grealish just isn't playing well. He, I yeah, mean, he's absolutely trying to force whopper to play dive at the weekend as well. Like, yeah. Um, yeah. I, I just don't. I don't know. Pep's, he, he seems like a man under pressure. Like the Gerard comments, I, which I thought were actually quite funny, but the fact <laughs> he apologized for him, I know. Like stand over them. If you're gonna make it, if you're gonna, if you're gonna be a sarky prick like that, <laughs> stand over the comments. Don't apologize. Never apologize. Never back down. Don't back down. Double down. Double down. Double down. Double down. Probably while while we're sort of on, you know, talking about Arsenal title this. We'll, we'll let you guys answer Rezo's question. Steve, I know you've been damned answered. So for those listeners out there, Rezo asked, how bad would Arsenal's collapse need to be for them not to win the league when they were eight points clear not long ago? Might have just asked that he had a game to play while Arsenal were eight points clear. So technically it has been five. I I don't... I, I, I jokingly said on Twitter that it would be a, a, the worst collapse we've ever seen in sports. I don't think it would be. I think Arsenal are probably a year ahead of schedule. I think it'll be disappointing because A, the football Arsenal were playing was so good and Manchester City were so bad that that maybe it's 
it's a surprise the lead didn't stretch out more. Um, but Arsenal were always going to go through a bad patch. Like we said this from the start of the year, there was always going to have to be a bad patch. It's an unfortunate coincidence that there's a Man City game in the middle of that relatively poor run. And that's obviously a six-pointer, yeah. you know? Um mm-hmm. So no, I don't. I think Arsenal, the Arsenal project, is at least a year ahead of schedule. So I think, would I prefer to see Arsenal win the title over City? One hundred percent. But it come, it's tomorrow night. Like it's Wednesday night's game. If if I, I agree with Johnny, like if 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 City win it, I think it's it's their title. Um, mm. but I don't think it'll be. I don't think you can consider it that dramatic a collapse. I think the collapse. <laughs> In terms of whatever, if they don't win the title, they don't win the title, I will be obviously disappointed because we haven't even got anywhere near it. And I think I said it maybe early last year that Arsenal were years away from challenging for the league. And the fact they've done it this year has been great and I've enjoyed it and whatever. I think where the collapse comes in, if Arsenal lose tomorrow, go on a run of games of not picking up three points. And somehow... I know it is hard to imagine at the minute, but somehow Arsenal don't finish in the Champions League spots come the end of the year. I mean, that would be just utter catastrophe. Like, you know, just you should fold if that happens. Yeah, I mean, it would be. That's just where it just becomes unacceptable. Like, but I mean, we're so we're not even anywhere near that at the minute. I think some people have tried to use Jesus being missing the last two weeks as an excuse, and this is what I got into an argument with on Twitter at the weekend. It just. Any time a result doesn't go your way, someone tries to find a fucking reason, like a player who's been missing for since the World Cup. I can fucking catch a grip. You know, it's the players on the pitch are good enough to beat Brantford. I know Brantford have played well. Like, they fucking haven't been beaten like seven or eight games. Fair enough. But you're at home. You've been beating Brantford. Beating Brantford. Like, so anyone just, just try to find excuses for everything. Just they weren't good enough I, I on the think, day. I don't think the Jesus thing, uh, I would for me is is a massive factor because um <clears throat> he's he's brilliant uh he's a very good footballer between like twenty five yards out and ten yards out a lot of the time but he's not he's not potent. You know, he's not uh I think it's his work rate really that, that made the difference. Yeah his work rate's yeah. brilliant his work and rate and leadership he's, sort of thing he's, he's, but... he's sort of like he's sort of like for me um a little bit more quicker, maybe. Obviously, he's mm. a lot younger than Firmino was, but he's not. He's not going to get you 30, 40 goals a season. I don't think. I think no, you need him not. and another striker. Um, so I wouldn't have the Jesus thing as. Well, I the, only, think, the only, I think Johnny mentioned there, like the only way I'd have it is the experience of being yeah. in a title race like this. Uh, like that has to. But he's. It's not like he's not going to work. It's not like he's not yeah. turning up in you know the training round and stuff like that. So he's there for that. So on the yeah. field, though, I don't know how much of a difference he'd have made over the last no. while. I really don't. I, I don't know, even if it's... I know Rezo's being Rezo, little dickhead, but uh, I, I don't I, 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 I don't think they'll win the league. I think Man City will kick off, and, and that's what Man City do. Um, uh, but I don't think it, it, it's a massive disaster for Arsenal. I do think not getting Champions League... That's a massive disaster. That's I can't see be... that happening though. Like there's a, there's no, just so much of a gap now at this stage. Like I, like can Spurs really make with having played two games more? Can Spurs really yeah. make up what is it? Twelve mm-hmm. points? I think so. Last without mm-hmm. the the game is played in hand. Like yeah, I think the teams 
from Newcastle below, even Newcastle themselves, I suppose, have been so inconsistent. Like that's it's not the first goal Liverpool have scored since the start of January yesterday, which I couldn't believe myself. Like Chelsea have just got into a run of draws and which is just, you know, for the amount of players they have, it's crazy. Um but they'll they'll come back next year, no doubt. I mean, they fucking have two or three teams now, like so they're bound to come back in some shape or form. Mm-hmm. Um it's another thing I kind of I thought about Liverpool as well. Like if Liverpool got the back and you know, obviously not from this ownership depending on who comes in next. Like Klopp could build another monster again that could go again. Like he even said this week, I think that he's going nowhere and you know, he loves the club and things like that, which is obviously very encouraging for Liverpool fans. But Liverpool, maybe it depends. It depends what happens. It's all F spots and maybe's. Like, but depending on what happens over the summer, if they get new ownership, if they get backed, they could be back again next year. Challenge, and I think they need to add, especially somebody in the midfield, probably a replacement for Van Dijk. But two, they'll two be there. They're in the about again. So there's going to be a lot of, yeah. a lot of more stronger teams going for the league next year. And sure, Man City will be relegated. So it's going <laughs> well, to be like, go back the early nineties. <laughs> I think that's a point too, Johnny. I think this is a, a chance for Arsenal. I just think, unfortunately for them, like, as the patch they've hit and they didn't, other results when we didn't get get those over the line to give themselves enough of a buffer. Now, they do, they'll have, they have games in hand, I think, over Man City, don't they? So, yeah, that could be massive, uh, that game in hand. But, um, Who's that well, against? Well, this is the thing. We have Aston Villa away. On Saturday, which is uh, Una Emery, <laughs> it's not going to be an oh, easy right. game either. Like um, the game in hand actually was meant to be against City, but obviously through whatever's happened, we've um, we've missed a game against somebody else. I can't quite remember who it is, but um, we've a uh, no. Sorry, I tell you who it is. it's Everton. It's Everton at home. Oh, there's three points, like yeah, um, three points. and that's in two or three weeks' time. So <sighs> I don't know. We'll see. Um, we we just needed, I suppose, to be within any chance. We needed to be ahead of City going into this game, and we are somehow going through that game, the run of games in January. So, I mean, we're sitting here thinking at the minute. You know, we're obviously a bit uh, it shades. We've been on a bad run, but a win tomorrow night can change it all again. Like, so, yeah, we just need to wait and win see. Tomorrow night's massive. One tomorrow night is um, huge. Like, but you know, it's we we we'll, Man United could come racing right into it. Like, and well, they they're in the title race. They are in the title, Rick. Um, I mean, if Arsenal United. don't win their two games in hand, like, fuck me, United are well in. Oh, United are in. Uh, They're in the title uh, race United. in the same way that I can qualify for the US Open golf. Like, I mean, everyone has a chance, so. But you play off scratch, you just don't have anyone. Um, <laughs> scratch me all, so, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think we, we weren't going to talk about football, but we weren't talking about football. Typical. Um, That's just going rogue. Brendy thought we would have been a... talking about everything else. You yeah. Know, football. Yeah. We spoofed him. Ha, take out Brenton. Um, away from football, unless you have another question, Jonathan? No, Phil, I think um, I think we'll leave it there. You know, fuck Chelsea blood. Let's move on. Okay, yep, nice one. Um, keep it on sport just for the time being, though. Six Nations obviously is back. We've been through two rounds. The world number one team, Ireland, everybody's tipped, blah, 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 the different things. Played France in Dublin on Saturday. And manhandled them. Apart from Antonio, who almost killed Robert, <laughs> but um, everyone else was manhandled uh, to an extent. Uh, I like I don't know, Steve and Johnny. Like Steve can go first. Like, uh, 
I was a bit apprehensive going in this game, and I'm not a rugby expert in the slightest, but I do love watching Ireland playing and do watch games in the Hanging Cup when I can. Um, but I just thought like this France team were just last, especially last year, and even they haven't lost. I think in sixteen or something before this, just looked so unreal, and Ireland made them look quite average. And it was just like, yeah. what the hell's going on here? This isn't really supposed to happen. Did I see some stat like France spent 57 seconds inside Ireland's 22 in the whole game? Mm-hmm. That is That's insane. Just incredible. Like, absolutely incredible. Now, they scored, you know, two tries in that time. Like, That's uh, a bit worrying. One of them was unbelievable too. Yeah. But I was, I, I, like, look, don't get me wrong. I, 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 I was at two of the Autumn Internationals and I thought Ireland were incredibly impressive. I thought they've been like they 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 systematically took Wales apart, and I think in the end they did the exact same thing to France. I think, you know, Joe Schmidt got a lot of credit for his coaching. This is the best coached Ireland team I have ever seen, and I don't think yeah. Farrell gets enough credit, probably because of his links with England. But I don't think he gets enough credit for the job he's doing. Um. I think the fact that Conor Murray can play that game when the stuff that's going on with his family and that at the moment shows just an incredible resilience, obviously, within the team. And there's also the fact that, you know, we came into the Six Nations thinking that Gibson Park was maybe irreplaceable, that Ireland didn't have depth at scrum half, and now all of a sudden, what we do? My one concern, my one, one concern is that it's really difficult to peak twice in a year yeah, and the World Cup is still six months away. Um, now that's not to say we can't, because obviously for last year's Autumn Internationals, I thought we we were playing some really really good rugby. And you know, I don't I don't believe in momentum. I think I've, I've talked about that loads. I don't think it's real. I think it's it, it's a handy excuse for teams when they lose and things like that. But there's a there's winning is such a habit. Winning is such an amazing habit that you kind of forget how to lose. And likewise, losing is a habit. And when teams go on a bad run, it can be really hard to remember how to win. It feels like this Ireland team has forgotten how to lose. Like there's Ireland teams I would have seen over many years who, when France scored their second try, especially, might have folded and that would have been a France win and things like that. And that to me is a sign of a team that really, really backs itself. And I think they'll comfortably win the Grand Slam. Um, and I, th- I, I, I would oh, be God looking forward hell. to the World Cup. I would be looking forward to the World Cup. Yeah. I, oh. I agree. I think oh, Ireland's. Oh. I think Ireland's toughest game left is Scotland. I think they'll beat England and Dublin no problem. They'll get over the line with Italy because they are. They're not going to like, play their best 15 against Italy, even though Italy have improved massively, but I think you give the likes of Ross Byrne another run out. And can I just say, when Ross Byrne came over Johnny Saxton on Saturday, I thought he'd done brilliant. And that's yeah. something that Ireland really need Needed. to be testing out over yeah. the Six Nations and potentially in the World Cup if, you know, there are a couple of points ahead. Mm-hmm. It's Because it, Johnny Saxton's going later yeah. this year. And the need I to think start Ross Byrne needs somebody. to start against England. He, he he needs to he'll start Italy. I yeah, think no, I, starting I, I him away would, to Scotland would be a bigger test for him than. I don't be doing England. that. Uh, I, but I would, I'd start him against England, 
Um, not that I, as I said, I'm not only far, but I would, I'd like to see him start against England. We, I just want to make sure we protect Johnny Sexton as much as possible. Winning a Grand Slam would be unreal, and they're, it's in their hands, and it'd be unreal. But getting the semi final at least of a World Cup is more important this year. That that has to be the be all and end all because I think if they get to a semi final of World Cup, they'll get to a final of the World Cup. And then I'd this have Arnold France squad, in a quarter final. Well, well, we'll deal with that yeah. when it happens. Um, I just think Ireland yeah, has so many world class players now. Like, it, I thought just Hugo yeah. Keenan was absolutely oh. spectacular. I mean, he is world class already. In my opinion, and then uh, Josh Andrew Porter and as well is an absolute monster. Keelan Doris um, is Keelan Doris, James Ryan's player. coming back into form, which has been class. Even mm-hmm. Ty Burney went off. Ian Henderson came on and, and was Ian Henderson again. Um, Rob Heron was unlucky to get hit by a fucking bus. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> bus, a double dagger bus. I don't think actually. he'd think. I don't think he'd be thanking Johnny Sexton for that pass. He did set him up for that tackle, but um, yeah. Uh, I, yeah, look, can we just talk about that just really briefly for a second, right? Because obviously Antonio got to come back onto the field, but the guy he injured, whether he did it deliberately or not, right, didn't. So how is it fair that the person who commits the foul That's, and who causes the injury? Can I don't come know how he wins, Barnes. Yeah, I don't know how and I'm not. Barnes, I'm yeah. not saying. I'm not saying that a red card has to be given, right? But what I'm saying is, if you commit a foul that causes a HIA assessor to say this player can't play for the rest of the game, then surely you shouldn't be allowed to play for the rest of the game. Like yeah, just someone else on. And you're replaced yeah. by someone else, like a black card in GAA or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. surely that is, it, that that stops Wayne Barnes from bottling that decision. Because if he has the yeah. ability to send Antonio off but keep 15 players on the field, then that's a yeah. decision he'll much more comfortably make than sending Antonio off. Because, like, you only have to look at the touch judge's face. <laughs> And he talked himself out with a red card. Yeah, Everyone like, knew uh, it was bullshit. Like, yeah. it was complete horseshit. Like, he didn't make an attempt to rap. He put weight into the shoulder. What more do you need for, like, a, 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 a red card offence? Like, I just don't understand it. And look, I jokingly said, you know, in the group chat that we don't abuse referees enough. But Wayne Barnes is one of those player, like referees <laughs> who has taken awful, and his family have taken, and I don't condone the death threats that went against his family or any of those things that happened. But he's a bad ref, and yet he is considered by the, by the world rugby to be the best of, of their referees. Like, he is demonstrably a bad referee and yet constantly gets rewarded with the biggest games. And I just don't understand it. I really don't understand. It. And there's no. such a clear hatred towards Ireland as well. <laughs> I mean, it's, yeah. it's so obvious. Yeah. Like, it's so very but, obvious. Yeah. I don't but, know if, if you're, if you, both of you guys, your Twitter and particularly my WhatsApp groups were worried before ball was even kicked on Saturday that Wayne Barnes was refereeing that game. Yeah. And throughout it's just... Just gone, gone off. <laughs> I mean, like some of his decisions, and I'll, I'll be honest, I didn't think some of his decisions for France were great either. So, I mean, they can feel a bit hard done by. But you know what? I, I, I think on the whole, he was just shite. Yeah, a bad yeah. referee is a bad referee for both yeah. teams. Like it, yeah. it happens. Yeah. I think he was just absolutely shite on the whole. Um, but no, I like, and... and I, I think this is probably uh, maybe Phil. You were going to segue this anyway, but like, I follow a lot of people who like a lot of different sports on Twitter. And this weekend was peak nonsense around, oh, this is not a real sport, or that's not a real sport. Like, as long 
let people enjoy things. Like people enjoy different things. Not everyone likes the same thing. Yeah. So um... don't hate watching sports. Don't waste eighty minutes of this one chance you have on this planet by watching something you don't enjoy, or by tweeting like for eighty minutes about how much you don't enjoy it. Like, get yeah. over yourself. No one cares what you think. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just set fire to yourself and fuck off into the sea. Really, I, I, I really don't understand this type of. Uh, is, is there a bit of context to yeah, this? Just, and... just, I think we've seen the same. Well, not I don't want to name anyone because it wouldn't be fair either. But I think we've seen the same tweet, Stephen, by the sounds of it, of even certain journalists from certain uh, Irish papers talk about how, like, uh, basically rugby. Um, oh, here they go, making fun of rugby basically because it's come on and making fun of, uh, you know, certain. Uh, there is a lot of. There's a lot of nonsense chat with rugby, right? There's a lot of when they're talking about uh, phases of player, different things. There's a lot of uh, as if sometimes people have chewed a th- thesaurus, if you know what I mean. I get that. Sometimes there is a lot of I totally get that. I get it, but uh, and there's a lot of nonsense people giving off with the sport or whatever, and and they class that rugby fans are all a certain type of person or whatever, and it's nonsense. And there's a real like a uh, reverse snobbery towards it sometimes uh, for, for other people who are watching just because they're doing well and, and especially like this Irish team uh, have given us as sports fans us three obviously follow it some unreal days and unreal moments in the past but 15 years like some yeah. absolutely truly memorable moments and they're going to give us more and hopefully they're going to give us a World Cup as well under Andy Farrell on this side it's the best one we've ever seen in our lifetime this Ireland side and and just let us enjoy it. Do you know what I mean? Like, like I, it's not even just you hear all sorts of like uh, people talking about disc golf, right? And other people fucking I don't understand that going out and making fun of people. Let them go and play disc golf. They want to go play fucking disc golf. What's it to you? Are they bouncing off your face? Are you the girl from in between who got smashed by one in the face? Because if you are, then I understand your pain. But if you're not, fucking slide up. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Or like uh. I know people that would roll their eyes up at, at golf and at Roy McElroy because they class them as a certain class because, yes, a lot of wealthy people are involved in golf. Yes, a lot of wealthy people maybe play golf. But a lot of people that aren't wealthy play golf too and love and watch golf. Like, yeah. I, I, I love golf. I've really started to get into it, started to try and play it a little bit and really enjoy it. I, I don't get this. Even me, I'm the only one in this group that loves motorbike road racing, right? I love and adore it. We brought up with my dad. It was his first love. Love, love, love it. Love it, right? This week, it was announced it was cancelled in Ireland. Right? North and South. I think the North's going to be okay. South's fucked. Right? Has been for a while. It's due with insurance, premiums and different things. Certain people maybe have come off a bike, not been badly injured, but have claimed to be badly injured. And the premiums... There's a whole... It'll all come out. There's a whole backstory, and I'm not going to be the one to bring it out because uh, I don't have, I don't know enough lawyers. Um, yeah. So it got cancelled, right? It cancelled on Friday, right? And as I say, I love it. Look, was brought up in it. Was brought up in paddocks. One of Dad's best friends, Aubrey McCauley, was a very very good road racer at the time. We were his mechanical team. I was only like six or seven, so I just ran around the paddock like a lunatic. Um, and we just loved it, loved it, loved it, loved it. So that was a massive blow for me when I saw that was cancelled because 
I wanted to go to races this year. Dad obviously worked at all the races. Everybody knew him. I wanted to go and say hello to people because certain different things, a little bit of context. When Dad died, sorry, when Dad was dying, he said to me, would you, would you go onto my Twitter and just let people know that I've passed? Because he always had friends from Twitter, right? Uh, that he'd had a wee community that he'd got, and he'd and all through road racing. And so I did that, and I got like, about 3,000 replies or something stupid or moments or whatever his phone went fucking daft and it was the core of it was all road racing fans right that loved and adored him because he dad was a bit of a character when he was at these things he, like he, not a bit of a character he wasn't groping people or he wasn't <laughs> he wasn't Jimmy uh, Savile character what I mean is he was like larger than life he was funny he was involved he was like a bit of crack and people were really going on with him whatever so I was like fuck that whole community it, not just dads I mean the whole road racing community is Ghost, we are, they have all lost something, right? They've all lost friends because that's been the plugs, the pins been pulled and that is gone. And I saw people online straight away, straight away, couldn't couldn't wait to get going. Thank fuck it's cancelled. It's too dangerous. Ah, thank fuck it's cancelled. Don't be doing it. Thank fuck it's cancelled. Get rid of it. Going on to that fucking idiot Nolan show. Get that cancelled. Thank God all this here nonsense. They couldn't wait and they've. They just think and they don't understand what's going on. Sport for people like us is a release. Be it a fucking watching two snails racing or going to a Super Bowl or a Champions League final. Why would you comment on it if it's nothing to do with you? Just fucking leave. I don't, I, I, this behaviour is really annoying. It's, it's the same thing as I always give off about people saying, if you're not from that place, don't support that club. Fucking, I'll do what I want, actually. Slide on to fucking leave me alone. It's this same sort of attitude. And you get it a lot as... The point I'm trying to make, you get a lot over here in the island of Ireland during the rugby. People can't wait to jump on it. And you can you can almost see the drafts in Twitter if Ireland don't win the World Cup. Yeah. You can or, see it. Like, yeah, and look, there's legitimate criticism to be had of Ireland not progressing in, mm-hmm. in World Cups the way they should. Yep. Um, and that's fine, but that's not what this this criticism tends to be no. it tends to be this sport is blah 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 this export is you know whatever and there's a line between a legitimate criticism of performance and the idea that something is or isn't a sport that's worth people investing their time in and that's the thing i don't get what does it matter to you how other people as long as no one's been hurt what does it matter to you how other people are enjoying their time you know it it, yeah. it is absolutely nothing to do with you and i just this again between the between the rugby uh, and the super bowl and stuff this you know there was a lot of it on the timeline a huge amount of it on the timeline yeah. and you know what like lads, there are more sports than football there really are, and I promise you, if you go out there and watch them, they're just as enjoyable as a lot of them. Some so. of them a lot better. Yeah, well, um, like, but you know, do you know what? Actually, this is a conversation I had in work today, and we were talking about when Everton hit the post, right, and the difference that a couple of inches makes to the result of that game, and that only really happens in football, which is because it's such a low-scoring game. You know, if if someone misses uh, or dinks a, a field goal off the post in American football, or or misses a conversion in rugby, or hits the post in rugby, it doesn't have as much of an effect because it's a, yeah. they're both much higher scoring games. And there's an argument to be made from people who didn't grow up with football. 
that actually football is boring because of that. Now we know that it's not because we obviously we watch a huge amount of it and yeah. we realize that that the joy of football is in the tension that anything can happen. And because it's so low scoring, actually, you know, Everton can be Arsenal, you know, because of those things. Like, you know, so it's just accepting that just because something is different doesn't mean it's bad and you don't automatically have to dislike it because it's different. It's just such a weird way to live your life. Like, Yeah, um, and you don't always have to comment. Yeah, tweets you can stay in drafts. Like, yeah, your you tweets always, can you stay You don't have to have an opinion on everything. You don't yeah. always have to have an opinion on everything. You, yeah. you want to leave it alone? You leave it alone. Just leave it, yeah. I was yeah. honestly more invested in the Ireland game this weekend than, than Arsenal at Brentford. Honest to God. Like, the Six Nations is one of the best times of the year. And, well, for me personally, I just I yeah. love it. It's great. Like, you know, it's just coming into the springtime and, yeah, you know, it's going to be brighter nights and all that there. And Paddy's Day is very close by and all that sort of jazz. And, like, it's great. I love it. I do love it. Um, and you're quite right. Like, one of the, the wee memes I've seen quite a lot, um, especially over the last two weeks since the Six Nations has come back, is it's like a photo of a lot of lads in boot cut jeans with just brown shoes. And people <laughs> yeah, are like, the streets of Dublin today. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, fuck me, how many people are going to post that? Like, it is more than yeah. just fucking, like, I know what they mean, like, farmer lads or country lads. Like, there's more than just those boys watch fucking rugby and play rugby. Like, you know what I mean? It's yeah. just so fucking annoying. Like, yeah, I know you you've covered it to to the max, and I'm not going to fucking go into a whole rant about it because everything you say I agree with. People are fucking meltbags, and because they're born bastards and have nothing else to be at, they just think I'll go onto Twitter and fire out there the fishing rod and try and fuck somebody off and <laughs> poison. Can we talk about TV for the last, say, 15 minutes here? And TV for the last shows. of us? <laughs> I haven't watched episode... Johnny's... If no one can see this screening, but Johnny's absolutely buzzing with his line there. That he just <laughs> said. Um, I haven't watched episode four and five. I'm going to watch five after... Or four after this. Why would you watch five first, Phil? You moron. I'm going to watch four after this. But So you've both seen episode three. Mm-hmm. Yes? Mm-hmm. You're, I've Steve watched them all mute. now. So oh, you've watched them all. Um, Steve is on mute. Steve, you're on yeah, mute. Yeah, I've watched them all, yeah. Yeah, you've yeah. watched them all. So these are ahead of me, so we'll, we'll come back to them next week when we're still being rogue. Episode three. Christ. <laughs> I tell you what, lads. I'm fucking sick of cancer. You know that? I am. Every fucking TV show... I turn on some cunt, excuse my language, is cancer, and I am fucking sick. And I'm sorry if you haven't watched episode three. I am fucking sick of seeing people. It's like, I, I come, I was sitting here, it was not Sunday past, it was Sunday before that. Sarah was over at her mum's, I think. Yeah, she was. And I was here on my own, and I thought, fuck it, I watched episode three of The Last of Us. We'll catch up, I'll be ready to go this week, because my plan was last week to watch four and five and see them, but that never happened. So I'm going to start tonight. Sat down, had heard that it was a good episode, but I hadn't seen anything of it. Somehow, my algorithm on my phone has managed to make sure I miss Last of Us spoilers. So that's been great. Sits down to watch it. Cool. There's your man Ron from uh, Parks and Recreations class. I like him. 
Oh boy, does it take a turn? And it was I like I was telling the girls in work today about it because I haven't started yet. Didn't tell them for that details of the episode, but it's one of the best episodes of TV ever recorded. It is, and I I was out in the on on the turbo train out in our guides the next night, and I sent Steve the the song from your man, the composer that does the song in it. Uh, Johnny, you know where it start? You know their last day together. <laughs> and I was weeping in the garage <laughs> listening to that song again. I was like, this is horrendous. This is absolutely horrendous. Lovely scenes. The boy as well, the, the man that well uh, um, that plays the other man, and he's unbelievable in the first series of White Lotus. If you haven't seen it yet, it's class. But like, I couldn't believe it. And now I'm, I'm actually, I don't know what happens, but I'm actually really apprehensive <laughs> about watching episode four because I can't deal with this. I just need more zombies in getting fucked. Uh, I don't need to see any more emotional roller coasters. <laughs> I'm not ready for any more. Well, there are definitely more zombies in episode five. I can tell you that. Um, yeah, I heard that. I did yes, hear that. that. But I would say that um, in five episodes, the actual zombies have been on screen for like eight minutes. <laughs> I think. Did you both play the game? I mm-hmm. did not. No, I can't really remember a lot. Like the game came out. Like must have been nearly ten years ago, easily. Um, twenty fourteen. Yeah, it was twenty fourteen. I think or twenty thirteen. Yeah. Yeah. So like, ugh, I remember playing it and be like, "Fuck are these things?" And they were scary as fuck. <laughs> and <laughs> do you know what? Somebody put it up on Twitter, and I was like, "That's that's so true." Like, uh, when Pedro Pascal has like his gun, I'm like. Why is he not doing this to try and you know get more bullets? Because like there's fucking shit you have to do in the game to get more bullets and all. I'm like, oh, it's such like a, it's just such anxiety, PTSD from playing the game. Like you know the clickers coming in and, ugh. but um, <laughs> um, there's well there's two things. Episode three obviously annoyed a lot of people online, which was beautiful. And um, why did they annoy in... them? Because there were two gay men in the field. That's what annoyed uh, me. Yeah, come on. Yeah, I actually, Ash, on on my on my son's life, I was not even thinking about that. Yeah. Oh know. yeah. So, so many people. Like, it's just, yeah, it's people so normal. Like I don't like what the uh, right. Okay. They're fucking idiots. We just know them anyway. Um. Yeah. And number two, when Steve was talking about, there's a lot more zombies. There is literally a zombie the size of Big Brandy in episode five of the Tower Fan. So it's not Big in the Brandy, Tower it's it's the other zombie in that one that's 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 that really stays in your dreams. Yeah. Just you know back on episode three, three without giving spoilers, without giving spoilers, yeah. right? Back on episode three, right? Do you know what really no, did f- it for me? Fuck everyone! If you haven't watched it all yet, you're listening to this tough shit. Yeah, but not only one spoiler for you. I don't want to spoil it for you. Oh, right, yeah, 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 yeah. For, for enough, episode, yeah, I'm important. Yeah, yeah, you are important. Yeah, not the listeners. Um, <laughs> uh, like what what really sold it for me was like just. We see, right, and this, I'm going to get like, deep here for a second, right? But we see love depicted on screen all the time, right? But it's always that intense, yep. romantic, early stage of relationship love. And what we saw in episode three was, like, that shit lasts for, like, and it's great. It's amazing. It's brilliant. Like, the start of any relationship is, is just, like, an amazing time. But that peters out after, like, a year or two and it becomes a more kind of... I would say 
softer love, I think, is probably the best way to put it. And that's just not because you all put on weight in later years and stuff like that. But it's more about like you you know how someone likes their meals cooked and you do it that way. And that's a romantic gesture. And it's a tiny little thing and it doesn't feel like a big deal. But that should be celebrated just as much as proposing to someone at the Eiffel Tower or whatever like that. All of these things add up to what should be considered like, you know, when you care for someone, I, I like you, 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 you adapt to them. You, you know, you, you see the way Bill's character changes, like from where he was at the start, like the letter he writes at the end about like, you know, I thought there was nothing worth living for, but then I realized there was like, and that's, that's what you get with that. Like, and I, I have not stopped thinking like since that episode about like, Jesus, I really hope I die first. Like, oh, me too. Because I oh. don't want to be left. I don't want to be left with that absence in my life from oh. from Amy. Like, you know, I, I I just I don't know how I can handle it. And the fact that a TV show, a TV show that came from a fucking computer game, can do yeah. that in a way that no piece of popular culture has done before, and reflected how it's just those little things that you know. The, the 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 you know I care that Amy 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 is doing a sewing course at the moment and she's learning how to make her own clothes and stuff like that and not because she thinks there's a zombie apocalypse coming and she's going to need it but <laughs> just because she's always wanted to do it and now she has the time to do it and I only realised today like I care deeply about what she's made in her class this week because it's important to her. And that's what this reflected was that you can be one person and you can feel the way you feel about certain things. But when someone comes into your life that means as much as those two men meant to each other, you adapt and you go, yeah, the shit you care about, I care about that now and I'm going to defend it too. And I just thought it was, it was brilliantly acted. It was brilliantly written. And and it was a throwaway third episode of a TV show. Yeah. Do you know, like, as far as like I'm concerned, the greatest single episode of TV ever written and ever acted was Ozzy Mendes, the second last episode of Breaking Bad. <laughs> An absolutely unbelievable piece of TV, right? This came so close to it. But Ozzy Mendes should have been good. It was setting up, you know, the finale of one of the like most high profile TV shows ever, 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 ever recorded. This is, as I said, episode three of season one of uh, of um, what I'm hoping is it going to be a three to five series season, like our TV show. I just phenomenal, and and somehow I I hope Johnny agrees with me here. Episode five comes really really close, like mm-hmm. just oh. phenomenal TV. It's fantastic TV. I I um, I'm on the same lines you guys like i said this is crazy before like i generally hope i go first and if you go before oh. me i'm just fucking myself <clears throat> into the grave or whatever it is beside you because like, my dad my dad said this to my mom all the time and he did it too where fucks him he said all the time all the time right and i can tell you now not to turn this morbid it definitely looks much better from where he is from where my mom is the minute right now let me tell you that it looks much better crack I get that, like, and I say this all the time. I, you, I, like, you couldn't, and you knew, Bill, you knew that was coming with a glass. You knew what was coming, and in that moment, you're just like, oh, 
Christ tonight. And then what didn't help me either was I was in bits. Sir and Finn arrived home and I had to explain to them what had happened and what I was watching. But it was just like, it's such a, I don't, you're right. Like, I don't think we've seen, in a TV show anyway, in one episode, I've never seen a, a love story done as well. Do you know, in mm. one episode, in in one episode, and that isn't a yeah. film; it's a TV show. Um, but it's just, oh, it's just like on unbelievable TV. And I didn't play the game. I know my sister did. I was actually texting her during it because she bought herself a Steam Deck. Don't know what that is. Mm. Um, but she bought herself a game. Johnny's a games console, is it? Steam. Steam Deck, yeah. Basically, like downloading games off your PC, or yeah, uh, PC. Oh. She, yeah, that's how it has about a hundred, like well not hundred, but she's like ten, fifteen Game Boys, PSs, DSs, whatever else. She's Jeez. a gamer. Um, so she played the game. So she loves it, and she, she. <laughs> I watched episode three, and then I text her, "If you haven't watched episode three yet, all the best." And about two hours later, she just texts back, "Fuck." <laughs> she <laughs> went and watched it, and she's the same. It's just unreal. And I'm, I, I, I've actually parked this so I can't sit down at some point and watch the next. And and uh, for me, like a TV show, sometimes I find it hard to grip on the one. I don't know why it's because of my brain capacity or whatever and my attention span. But uh, to stay hold of one, like I'm watching Community as well. But Community's machine gum for my brain. Yeah. So Community, yeah, if you haven't seen, <laughs> oh, sir. But that's what it is. It's exactly what it is. Like, yeah. you, you, you yeah, just, it's it on in the background. Like, that's how I was with like all of Sunny. It's just on in the background. It keeps going. Yeah. It doesn't matter if I get up and make yeah. myself a cup of tea or whatever like that. Yeah. Whereas my test for TV show is, do I pick up my phone during it? And the ratio oh, of how often away. I pick up my phone. And I'm not doing it during the last of us. And the last, the last TV show I really did that was when I was binge watching The Sopranos. Like, you know, um, yeah. I will say one thing though, and this is this is generic across anything that's ever been adapted from anything. The game fans are being fucking arseholes about the TV show because yep. they're changing things. Like, if you want the exact same storyline as the game, go back and play the game. Yeah, this go play is the a game. different thing. Likewise yeah. with Game of Thrones, if you want the exact same storyline as the books. Go back and read the books. They're right there. They haven't gone anywhere. You can have all that. Things have to change. Like the character, I know, I, I know this, even though I didn't play the game. Bill's, Bill was gay in the game and Bill's relationship was ended in a completely different way in the game. How they treated that relationship and how it ended is going to be, it, it fundamentally tells the story of Joel and Ellie within a microcosm of this episode about the changing nature of relationships and how much you need each other and things like that has to be done. But the thing that got me the most is in episode five and four, uh, and this isn't a spoiler, but we're introduced to a character called Kathleen and Kathleen is a slightly larger lady, right? Now I, she's not in any way what you would say, I wouldn't even noticed that she was fat, right? I wouldn't have even noticed. She's that kind of weight, right? Whereas it's now... No, but listen, this is the point, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's now been pointed out online that this doesn't make any sense. How could someone be fat in a zombie apocalypse? There isn't enough food to go around. And it's just like, there are fucking mushrooms eating people's faces and you can't believe that someone might be fat. (laughs) Cut the fuck on, like... (laughs) Yeah, uh, uh, people. I mean, uh, if if, if the TV show follows like... the game, uh, 
the they're human race, we're assholes. We are assholes. Yeah. You know that we are. Unfortunately, the law of averages, we're assholes. Yeah. Sorry, well, I mean, Johnny. There's, there's three assholes in this pod. So. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know you too, Johnny. Um, yeah. No, well, sorry. Just what I was saying is, I mean, if they're looking four or five seasons out of The Last of Us, they'll not be basing the entire thing off the game. Yeah. And no. you know what? I think there's only eight episodes of this season so i mean we'll find out in a few episodes time really what's what they decide to do but to me i don't think they can based on what i know about the game i don't think they can make more than three series I, mm-hmm. or, yeah three seasons so unless they go completely they could, a different yeah. direction yeah they could they could it could end up doing one and done and it just be well no, there's a second season already needs, yeah i think they need two, oh, is it? two seasons to tell it, yeah but I mean, you know yeah, what like i, I as long as I know they're going to finish the storyline, I'm happy to commit the time to it. Yeah. The worst thing is when you, you start a TV show and you think, this is really good, and then you read that Netflix has cancelled it. So <laughs> Yeah, well, I didn't know what happened in the community, and then my sister accidentally told me what happens, and I was like, fuck it, I'm going to watch the rest of it anyway yeah. um, and see it out, because Troy and the Bad are just, they're just my voice, two idiots, and <laughs> I love them both dearly. But yeah, look, like, I, I, I'm hoping then we're in a good, I think we're in a good stretch for TV at the minute. Certain things come out, and then we obviously have uh, Mandalorian, Mandalorian and all coming up too. Well. Succession back as well. Ah, that was the next one. Yes, Kings. Did you yeah. watch White Lotus, Steve? No, I didn't. I didn't actually watch sure. it. It's class. Yeah, um, so Succession is back as well. But um, yeah, I'm gonna. That's what I'm gonna do tonight. I'm gonna watch it once we come off this. I'm gonna watch episode four of Last of Us. Uh, and see what the crap. I tried to watch Nope. Nope. On Nope on Saturday night, and sir, she won't listen to this. But she's a big security cat. Uh, she said, "No, nah. we we got about." Have you seen it? Any you seen it? No. Is Nope the one? Okay. Is that the one Jordan, that was out in the cinema? Jordan Peele, another Jordan Peele. Yeah. Um, Spidey yeah. Very, very, very strange. Very yeah. strange. He's very good. Uh, this is very strange. And there's a, there's a scene in it where you're introduced, basically. To whatever it is, aliens or whatever, and are they in the barn? barn. Yeah. Oh, that that I'm not joking, right? That's the only scene I thought was scary about that film, and it fucking freaked me out. And I watched it in the cinema. It was so well, freaky. Your own left me <laughs> uh, when that came on, and and then Sarah's like, turn it off. And we turned it off and we watched <laughs> We turned it off. This is where I'm segwaying to the next thing I'm watching. Not that this is a whole show of me times what I'm watching, but we went, uh, it's on Amazon. It's called Modern Love. No. Uh, we're, we're getting into our feelings tonight in the podcast. I love this. So basically, Modern Love is a show on Amazon. There's a couple of series, and it's basically, uh, it's, they're true stories, but they've been fabricated a tiny bit, you know, because it's for TV. They're, yeah. a bit, they're off um, New York Times love letters. Oh. Right? And every week, or every episode, there's a new storyline, new cast member, and it's A-listers, like there's Tina Fey, different people, Andy Garcia. There's some unreal, real um, actors in it, and brilliant, brilliant storylines. So if there's something you want to sit down and watch, I would highly recommend it. Um, Watch it even as a couple or watch it, whatever. It's brilliant. We started watching it. So I knew Sarah would love it anyway. Just like you're saying, Steve, you know, you get to know what they like. I was trying to pick a show because I don't know if it's the same as you, but we can't land on something sometimes. 
debate, TV shows, dinner, what we're going to do. And I was like, oh, humming and hawing, humming and hawing. I was like, I meant, she's not going to watch Nope. She's not, we're not going to sit and watch the golf on a Saturday night. Um, I'll need to find something. And I'm just, I was like, she'll want something to do with love stories. And bang, I found this. And it is actually perfect. It is a brilliant, brilliant series. I highly, highly recommend it. On Amazon Prime, it is where we get it. Modern Love. Um, and we're talk, talking about wanting to, to uh, die first before your partner. In one of the episodes, a couple break up. Like, she falls out of love, or one of them falls out of love with the other one. And I was like, that is my second worst nightmare. That would just be horrendous. I'd just be like, right, good luck. I'm way out then. <laughs> and so I'm, good, I'm way off for a swim, and I'm not coming back to see you. Um, but yes, uh, brilliant, brilliant show. That's, that's, well, that's an insight into emotionally where I am at the minute. Uh, with certain TV shows and stuff going on, but um, yeah, I hope you've enjoyed this. Unless you've anything else, lads, you want to bring up? Can't recommend Lockwood and Co. Lockwood and Co. on Netflix enough. Really good, very good. Uh, what's the premise? Uh, ghosts are a thing that everyone knows is a thing, and people can't go out at nighttime in London. And special agents are set up to deal with different types of ghosts. And you kind of learn a little bit more and a little bit more each episode about um how it happened and why it happened. But it's just yeah, it's really well done. I have to say it again. It's not it's not prestige TV by any means, but very entertaining. Forty or fifty minutes every time. Like Phil, or not Phil? Sorry, Steve. Going off your recommendation, this is from a guy who really loves the Sharknado. I was about to mention Sharknado. Sharknado um, is like, uh, to me, Sharknado <laughs> is like the commercial side of bad shark movies. Like, there's so many much, so many more like better shark movies. Like, there's two headed shark attack, three headed shark attack, four headed shark attack. There's even a six headed shark attack. I don't know why there's no five headed shark attack, but you know, who knows? Five is probably an unlucky number in China or somewhere. There's also potentially cocaine shark. Cocaine Bear looks amazing. I think I will yeah, be watching that. Um, cocaine Shark is coming out, though. Apparently, they're going to make it. Uh, who wouldn't want to watch a shark on cocaine? <laughs> well, apparently, this, this is all based off a true event. Like, um, yeah, yeah, a true event, yeah. <laughs> where, well, no, actually. Hey, cops, where did that cocaine go? Oh, yeah, the bear took it. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, apparently, they did spill a lot of cocaine into the sea. So yeah, I yeah. wouldn't want to be in that sea because that shark would be fucking turbo charged. Well, uh, you know, I think I've explained my hatred of the sea full stop because, like, the thoughts of a fish. Keep watching shark movies. Shark no, octopus. Because like, the thoughts of a fish touching off me. No, absolutely not. I refuse to swim in any body of water where a fish might be. So <laughs> what? Fish are cunts. <laughs> Sorry, can we say cunts? Fish are cunts. <laughs> 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 sorry, sorry, Brendan. But we should get on a T-shirt. Yeah, mm, Fisher yeah. Guns. Um, there you are, Fisher Guns. Um, that's all of us said it as well. So good luck. I'm, I'm, I'm not editing this properly. This is going straight up. <laughs> uh, I don't care what happens next. Um, yeah, interesting. So you won't be going up the water swimming with this then, Stephen. Must be make sure not. mark that down. Uh, Absolutely not. Cool, 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 cool. Anything else before we finish off, lads? No, I think we should just finish it on Fisher Cunts. That'll do. Yeah. Well, the fish and Man City. So, yeah, both the same. Wouldn't want either of them sliding up against us. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that'll do us for this week. I 
this is where we're recording this on Tuesday night. So, folks, I'll hopefully get this out on Wednesday morning. If not, uh, Wednesday Wednesday night, I'll get it out for you. So you have it either Wednesday night or Thursday morning. And this is for finishing up, lads. Bayern Munich have gone one 0 up against Paris Saint Germain. Kingsley Coman has scored. Um, so that's nice. a turn. I didn't think that would happen tonight, but that's what uh, PSG us- get for playing a guy who's in kindergarten in a Champions League game. Yep, youngest <sighs> yep. player ever in a knockout game. Fair play to him. Get us on Twitter and Instagram at footballbabblepod and on patreon.com forward slash footballbabble. Uh, keep getting involved. We'll, who knows where we're going to go with this because I, we all want to keep it going. Whether we keep focusing on football or whether we do what we did tonight, we focused a little bit off on other things and have a general chat. Who knows? But they are going to keep coming back, keep doing one a week, hopefully. So thanks, everyone, for listening and getting involved. And I'll chat to you again. And we'll all chat to you again next week. And good luck.